Iguodala, and here it goes. He got it! The Warriors have won on a game-winning shot by Andre Iguodala! Live in the entertainment capital of the world. A spit screen. Posey will defend. Oh! LeBron James with no record for human life! It's the T.C. Martin Show. to get your daily prescription from the doctor. And Saul says, hey, pass a big ticket. T.C. Martin. And here comes the Birdman. Flapping his wings and soaring for a sweet flush. When you're aerodynamically designed with that hairdo, you can do those kinds of things with that sweet mohawk. The doctor is now in. Uno, dos, tres. Ole. Ole. Hour number two of the show, T.C. Martin Show, live from the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas on a thunderous Thursday. Ballpark Frank in the house with me right here. I want to thank Mike Pritchard for joining us last hour. This hour, the big seven-footer, Big Bill Cartwright, Nick Bogdanovich, the director of race and sports with William Hill. He'll join us, and we'll start breaking down all of the numbers on the board tonight as well as Saturday and Sunday as well, too, so look forward to that. And we got all that going on. Don't forget, get involved in the William Hill mobile app. If you don't have the app yet, get it. So easy to download on your phone. And the in-game wagerings, uh, the array of opportunities, definitely the way to go. The William Hill mobile app. Use the promo code TC50. Just when you deposit at least $50 in your account, they will match it with another $50. That's free money to play with. Use the promo code TC50 when you open an account here at the Cosmopolitan or any of the William Hill Sports books. Well, they can open it tomorrow when they come down to drop off your uh, birthday present. There you go. <laughs> I like that we advocate that. There you go. Yeah, soliciting uh, <laughs> birthday presents for me. Exactly. All right. Well, I'm just saying they're going to stop by here anyhow, right? There so you they, go. I mean, this is the place to do it at TC right. 50, and uh, here's your 50. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Don't forget uh, tomorrow, uh, each and every Friday here at the Cosmopolitan. We look forward to that, our best bet segment, and a whole lot more. So come on down and enjoy the show. And you can still join us here today as we've been here all week as well, too. T.C. Martin Show at the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas. All right, speaking of uh, presents, uh, hopefully I, I, maybe I get uh, some scotch and some, some cigars from our next guest. The big seven-footer, the five-time NBA champ, Big Bill Cartwright, the pride of USF whose dons are looking pretty good. Big guy, what is going on, my friend? Hey, it's a great day. It's sunny. <laughs> Beautiful day. Oh. Uh, nice <laughs> Al Roker has yeah. checked in, ladies and gentlemen. We've got another weather report from San Francisco. Thank you very much. That's right. This is, uh, like I said, it's payback from all the years when I was in Chicago. You're in Vegas telling me how beautiful it is, warm, you're feeling great, and how it's freezing. So uh, it's, uh, I'm, just, I'm just enjoying life. I'm just doing what you would do. Hey, with all this snow they're getting on the East Coast, you might as well enjoy it out here on the Ex- West Coast. Exactly, but you're sitting there telling me it's a beautiful day there in San Francisco. Do you know, my uh-huh. friend, we've gone 240 days without rain. We've had 240 straight days of sunshine out here. No rain whatsoever. So I think it's more beautiful here than it is there in your fog capital of the world. Well, it depends. If you, if you don't want any water, if you don't want any rain, that's, that's, that's your business. <laughs> I just don't want fog. I just don't want the cold and the fog. That's why I got out of there. Come on. Well, look, look, you, you got to be a little bit diverse, and, and we know you're not really, but at least <laughs> I'm trying to help you get that way. So 
Try to get a little diversity, get a little rain, get a little fog. That's not going to hurt you. As long as it's not going to get a, a, below 40 degrees, you're, you're probably safe. So just uh, cheer up a little bit. Uh, just make sure that you don't send him a book on how to be more diverse because you know he's not going to read it. There's not going to be any reading going on. That's for darn sure. I might, I might not be watching any Christmas movies either as well, too, but we'll get into that a, a little bit later. There you go. All right, man. Hey, uh, the season is here. Uh, tis the season for the NBA, I guess. We have season openers happening the beginning, the middle of next week. The preseason really kind of coming to an end here. We know how strange this has been. We just had a, a championship, what, what, two and a half months ago? And now uh, you know, we're finally going to get this season started with the NBA a little shortened season. But uh, tell us tell us what you're thinking about here when we, we're having the, the season openers and what kind of season we're going to have. We're seeing the Warriors are saying they're going to allow some fans. Uh, other places say we're going we're gonna to do some fans. I think what they said in Orlando and Toronto, maybe four, five, 6,000 fans. Uh, give us your thoughts here as we get into a, a second COVID season. Well, I think the, uh, you know, some, some people are going to allow fans, but I think that the fans that they're going to allow, they're actually going to have to be tested before they go in the building. So I think if you want to go through uh, that process and then be tested and then go into a game, um, for myself, I don't think so. Uh, you know, I've seen really 30 years of NBA basketball, so I can kind of wait until things get back to normal. But there's going to be some fans. There's going to be, you know, owners, uh, uh, season ticket holders. There's going to be a select people that will want to go through that process, and and good for them. I'm just happy basketball's back. Uh, right now, everything's zero zero. So right now, everybody's going to the playoffs. Everybody has a chance to win a championship. Everybody's excited. So it, it's 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 going to be great. The, the the start of the season is always great. Everybody's excited. All right, what teams are you looking for this year that you think that actually could maybe make a breakthrough, or maybe somebody that we haven't seen uh, be real competitive in in years past? That maybe this season they made enough changes and are ready to roll. Well, I think just the obvious teams. Everybody from here, the Warriors. Everybody's going to be really curious about how the Warriors are going to play, how they're going to get off, uh, what their start's going to be. Uh, can they win a championship about Clay? And then conversely, all the way across, you know, country, everybody's going to wonder what's going to happen in Brooklyn. Are those guys going to be able to coexist? Are those guys going to be able to, uh, you know, with a new coach to see what his style is going to be, considering he was such a dominant uh, player with the ball. Steve Nash, what kind of offense is this guy going to run? Even, and it's just going to be really, really interesting. And you know, like I said, you know, you can really break down every team. Uh, but but I think the big thing is that you know we're going to have really a lot of games to really look at it and put it in a ten game uh, evaluation, and then kind of see who's healthy and who's playing well and. Uh, you know, of, of course, everybody's going to want to know what's going on in Houston down there with the controversy they already have down there. But it's, I think it's going to be really interesting uh, to see will a different style of basketball uh, work down there uh, because their starting five is different. Uh, you know, they actually have some low post scoring with cuts down there. Let's see if they're going to throw them the ball. 
and uh, change their style with the new coach, uh, uh, Silas, down there. So we'll see. It's it's just it's, it's like a big soap opera right now. And uh, during the course of the season, we got to be excited to watch it. Let's zero in a little bit on that Brooklyn situation. So Kevin Durant is back and saw him play a little bit here uh, uh, last week or this past week here, and he looked very, very good, and that's a great sign. But then now teaming with Kyrie Irving, and you mentioned Steve Nash. Okay, You went through this yourself, uh, you know, taking over a, a team, being a head coach in the NBA when you coached the Bulls. And, but then again, you, know, you had assistant experience. Steve Nash has no experience whatsoever. I'm not even sure he had a desire to coach, and he's thrust into this situation where he's got two of the game's biggest superstars, and all of a sudden now they are expecting to win. They're spending money in Brooklyn. They have an owner that, that wants to spend money and is spending money, a pretty good fan base they've got there. What do you expect to see from Steve Nash as a coach, and how is he? And what would be the advice that you would give him how to handle a couple superstar players? Well, he's, he's already got the best advice he's had because uh, his assistant coach is, is Dan Tony. So I think it's obvious that they're going to uh, at least attempt to do offensively, play up tempo, um, move the ball up, attack. Uh, so I think that they were going to see a lot of that system. I just, I just don't know how much of that we're going to see. Um, and I think it's going to be really interesting. And also, you know, with evaluating that team, and I really haven't yet, and see who they're going to bring off that bench. And I can't say that enough because every time we talk about a team, it's like one guy, it's two guys. And to me, the reason the Lakers won this is because they had the best overall team. Uh, second group of stars included. So I think that we have to be able to look at that and to be able to evaluate that. If if, if, if we're thinking uh, Brooklyn's going to win, any team in basketball is going to win with one, two, three, five guys, I don't think so. Uh, who's who's going to have the best team? Who's going to get off to a good start? Who's going to stay healthy throughout the course of the season? Um, so... It's, it's that puzzle, and uh, and like I said, we have uh, a lot of games, and you talked about that. We don't have a short amount of games. We have plenty of games to evaluate all those teams. Hey, Bill, you know that in the NBA, a lot of times when you're – people know the superstars, but sometimes it comes down to depth of a team, and you mentioned the best team, and there's those role players that come in as well. This year might be a little bit more challenging because of COVID issues and that sort of thing, and it's just been reported by Adrian Wojnarowski from ESPN that the uh, NBA Board of Governors is expended – is expected to expand active rosters to 15 players from 13 for game days this year to try to give them that leverage in case they have injuries or COVID issues or something like that. Is this a big thing, or is this kind of uh, not that big a deal in your opinion? Well, I, I think it's a good safety device, but remember, most uh, all teams have their you know G League about players to select from there as well. So there's plenty of guys. Um, to, to to choose from, and I, and I think it's going to be really interesting. And that's and that's another that, that's a great point. Is that who's going to stay healthy throughout the course of the year? Uh, because if you get COVID, that means you you you're, you're gone for two weeks. So uh, that's uh, that's going to be an interesting problem. I think that uh, 
uh, could come up. Hopefully, everybody will be under the same guidance and under the same guidelines that uh, uh, will avoid that problem. All right, Big Bill Cartwright joins us, the five-time NBA champion as a player and a coach. T.C. Martin Show live here at the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas. All right, big guy, let's talk about the controversy with James Harden. He's faced uh, reporters for the first time today and was asked uh, why he didn't show up at training camp on time. And we've talked a a lot about that in the past couple weeks. He was in Atlanta. He was here in Vegas. Uh, when he asked, was asked about uh, you know, what he was doing in Vegas and why he didn't show up, uh, his response was, uh, I was training. <laughs> when he was asked to elaborate by uh, reporters, he repeated, said, I was training. And they go, well, for what? And he goes, the season? And then they said, well, why were you training in Vegas? And he goes, well, I was with personal trainers. And uh, so a lot of speculation here. He's put on some weight. He looks a little bit different. We've seen the pictures of him partying here. They, they showed some pictures of him without wearing a mask. And uh, when they also talked to him about asking about the new general manager, Raphael Stone, and if he felt that Stone could build a winning team in Houston, Harden said, I haven't had a conversation with him. So he's really not... Really, he's saying the right things here to people. He doesn't want to play in Houston. He wants to be part of a super team. When the Nets said, uh, you know, when he said, I want to go to the Nets, had his agent reach out to them, they said, well, thanks, but no thanks. Then he was talking about Philadelphia, same thing there. And that's where, you know, his former GM, Daryl Morey, is now the general manager with the um, uh, Philly, with the Sixers. So just James Harden really not saying the right things right now. And when you said you haven't even had a conversation with your general manager, obviously Harden wants out here. But what do you think is going to happen here with him in Houston? Well, as of right now, um, I don't think anything is going to happen. You know, considering uh, I think he wanted to go to Brooklyn. That was kind of niche. Nobody wanted to talk about it. So... Uh, to me, the, the smart thing, let's talk about what the smart thing is. The smart thing is to get to training camp. The smart thing is to get in shape. The smart thing is to uh, get to know your teammates that are there and, and, to, uh, and to play basketball, which is your job. And I think that everything else will take care of itself if, if it's possible and if it's the benefit of of the Houston Rockets and others, it'll get done. But uh, to continue with uh, what's been going on right now, and nothing may happen. I mean, who knows, uh, who knows what's going on and what's really being said. I don't know. But I do know the best thing to do is to, to get on the floor and play basketball and try to get yourself in the best position to do well. It seems like his new trainer is little baby now. Would you subscribe to having Little Baby be your personal trainer, getting you ready for an NBA season? Is it Little Baby or Little Baby? Oh, you're right. It's probably Little Baby. <laughs> like Little Wayne? Not Little, but Little. Get it right. Um, I'm, not, I'm not even sure that's I, – I should respond to that. So. You didn't think Little Baby would have been Big Baby's trainer. That's true. <laughs> Maybe it's Glenn Davis's trainer, right? Big Baby, Little Baby? Get it right, Bill. Come on, man. 
I'll just I'll just leave that for you. Always, <laughs> oh, oh man, you're 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 no fun there. Okay, but you mentioned seriously with the Rockets going through the change. You and I both could not stand to watch this team just sit around the perimeter with no inside presence whatsoever and watch Harden put up 45 shots a game. Watch the team put up you know 70, 80 threes a game. Maybe there's a a, a breath of fresh air so we don't have to see this in Houston anymore. And unfortunately. You know, if he goes somewhere else, we'll, we'll have to see that style somewhere else. I, I don't know. I, I'm not the biggest James Harden fan. He's, got, he's a great talent. We understand that. But, again, this is, you know, he's still getting paid right now. Uh, the guy, he, he should have showed up. He should have showed up in shape, uh, ready to play basketball. The Rockets are trying to make some moves and get, get him some surrounding help. They brought John Wall in. Apparently Harden doesn't care about that. I, I just don't know what is going to happen here uh, in Houston. If uh, and if you have a player like this, put on your your GM hat here uh, for a minute. If you got a guy like that who obviously does not want to play for your organization, uh, what do you do? Do you let him get away with the things that he's doing right here, or do you slam the hammer down? What do you do? Well, like I said, my conversations with him, and, and plus. You know, and, it, and, it, and I should say that is that look, everybody's open to the style of play that was going on for the last three years when he was there. You're, you're open to it, but you have to come to some kind of conclusion that that's not going to work. And and that was the joke of it. If it wasn't, you you can have whatever style of play you want. If it, if, if it works, that team, but it's not working. You've lost every single year, so you would think. That is time to pull the plug and do something different. That's my only thing with that. And and, and also, look, everything cannot be done publicly, right? If it's done in public, it's probably not going to happen. If you want to get traded, keep your mouth shut, and you'll probably get traded. But if if you but if you're going to do that in public, it's probably not going to happen. Big seven-footer, Big Bill Cartwright joins us. T.C. Martin Show live from the Cosmopolitan here on a Thursday. Bill, when it comes to a situation like this with Harden, how does that affect the locker room or the other players on a team? Or do you just go about and say, he's going to do his thing, I still have a game to go out and try to win and worry about my own job and my own responsibilities? Well, like I said, uh, you know, James Harden is a great player. Uh, but he's not the whole team. So it's, it's up to the team, it's up to the GM, it's up to the coach uh, to get his team ready. And that's what I would be thinking about right now is the team. I'd be thinking about, um, you know, the rest of our guys. Are we ready? Are we in shape? Are we running uh, our offense? Or are we doing what we need to do defensively and having that clear understanding? And... Uh, and, and see how that fits in when uh, when we are ready to settle up for game time. So, I mean, ultimately, if there's no trade happening, he's going to have to play. So, like I said, the big thing for those guys right now is to get them on the floor, get everybody on the same page. They've got a brand-new coach. He's got to be extraordinarily excited. His first job ever wants to do a great job. And it's just going to be really interesting to see how they are able to bring those guys together. I mean, it's 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 a tough situation, and it doesn't make it easier because there is so much press out there. There is so much uh, media coverage about this. Whether it's true or not, uh, it's not going to help their team. So 
hopefully they can get past it. Hopefully they can play well. Hopefully they can develop a style that's going to win. Uh, they've, they've certainly got enough talent, in, in particular in their in their starters. They've, they've still got really good starters. So, um, but they're new. Everything's new over there. So, so we'll see. We'll see if they can uh, push their way through it and uh, develop themselves into into a team. All right, Bill, you'll be happy to know, and we talked about this on the show yesterday, the uh, Sports Business Journal had their end-of-the-year awards, the 2020 awards from, uh, you know, best franchise in sports and all this stuff. What do you think was named the best content, basically best television content of the year? Oh, I'm out of like, television content. Yes, that's right. And we're not talking about the Rifleman. We're not talking about that. No, we're talking about the Sports Business Journal. There it is, Big Bill Cartwright. It was The Last Dance. That's right. Your favorite TV show, your favorite docu-series that you were part of. There it is, the, the best of winner in the Sports Business Journal for content. Are you buying any of that? Uh, well, yeah, but... But what's going on now is sure garbage. So why not? You know, I mean, uh, you know, for guys like me, uh, and I'm talking about my age group, uh, older guys, uh, we're not reality TV guys. We don't buy into garbage. We don't buy into um, hoopla. Uh, we just want to see the real deal. So it, am I surprised by that? No. <laughs> It's, it's, it's sad. It's pathetic. I mean, what work can you use? But uh, it is what it is. I know you get a kick out of that. All right. All right. So uh, moving on to probably your favorite topic, the Cartwright Family and Friends Contest this week. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it. I, I, you teased us last week saying we we're going to have a little bit of a Christmas theme. Uh, give us what you got. <clears throat> All right, so this will be one of our greatest contests we have ever had. Uh-oh, of all time. Is this a barn burner? This is a fuel burner. <laughs> okay. What do you got? What is the greatest Christmas movie of all time? Of all time. The greatest all Christmas time. movie of all time. Okay, would, would Die Hard uh, be considered a Christmas oh. movie? I mean, come on! I saw Christmas trees. There was it was it was around Christmas. There were presents. Uh, he wasn't he trying to get home to something. Uh, a lot of people consider it a Christmas movie, right? Yeah, especially a lot of men. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, is, is that is that on is that on the nominee list? That is on the list, but that was actually from my buddy Terry, who we don't take seriously half the time. So, yes, it is on the list, but uh, we'd like something like uh, a Miracle on 34th Street, uh, some kind of actual Christmas movie where you have uh, Santa Claus, you have Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, you Frosty the Snowman. That sounds like a bunch of That's fiction to me. Movie. That sounds like some, some fairy tale stuff there, I mean, cartoons and stuff like that. I don't know. Or it sounds like uh, something that has to be in black and white, you know, pre-1965 or something. I, I'm not sure I, I, I've seen uh, many of those. Well, see, see if Bruce Willis uh, killing people and throwing them out the window <laughs> of a building is not my idea of a Christmas movie. I understand so, that. I understand that. That is entertainment. <laughs> well, no, no, what? It is. 
Now, one movie that I'm guessing is on the list that doesn't have all that stuff is It's a Wonderful Life. It's a Wonderful Life, of course. That is a Christmas movie, finally, not Die Hard. And it's just the name in there should be eliminated. Wait, wait a minute. You're saying it's not a Christmas movie, though? So that, how should it be in the category? Is it, is it about Christmas? Is it about Christmas time? It's a Wonderful Life. It's definitely about Christmas. It's oh. Christmas time, and at the end of the movie, the bell on the Christmas tree yeah. rings and that, and that's when an angel gets its wings. Well, so, why, yeah. why do you say that it wasn't really a Christmas movie? Then? No, I didn't say it wasn't a Christmas <laughs> movie. I said when, when, when Bill mentioned that it, it, your movie's like with Santa Claus and Rudolph and oh, Frosty, okay, okay. it doesn't have any of those, but right. it definitely is a Christmas movie. Okay, so theme. then I got another one. Then Home Alone, right? Home Alone is a Christmas movie. There's Absolutely. a Christmas movie. There it is. How about something like The Grinch? I mean, The Grinch was a cartoon. It was a movie. Now they just remade it into a longer yeah, but cartoon. But see, The Grinch well. stole Christmas, though. You don't want you. You don't want someone who but steals Christmas. Three sizes that day. <laughs> what about Charlie Brown Christmas? Charlie Brown Christmas. There now, you go. Now is that just a thirty-minute special, or is that actually a movie? Or did they make it into one? You know, there was there was a Monsters uh, Christmas movie. Remember that? Remember Herman and Grandpa and Lily? And, of course, you loved Marilyn, Bill, uh, like, like Frank did as well, too. Not so much Eddie. But anyway, yes, there, there, there was a Christmas movie with the Monsters, and I think they actually colorized it as well, which I wasn't a big fan of. Interesting. It, it, it is interesting. You, you would know that. But, that, but uh, yeah, if you want to add that to your list, uh, like like I said, you get five choices and then you get your number one pick. So uh, this this could be very very interesting for you. All right, let's go. To, let's go to my man uh, who is who saved the day here today. Back in the studio, Brian Feldman. I know you've got you're a big Christmas movie guy here. Uh, chime in with one or two of your all time favorites. Well, I don't mind admitting the surgery as much as I admit being the Christmas movie guy, but I am. You're you're right on, TC. You know, Frank is. Uh, I'll I'll go right to, with Frank. What he said about it's a wonderful life. That has got to be the most iconic and classic Christmas movie of all time with the the late great Jimmy Stewart. It was a tremendous movie. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend that any out there watches that but how about scrooged with bill murray absolutely i'll go with that a little comedy there yeah, yeah comedy and you have bill murray getting us you know his heart softening it's kind of the old scrooge like a christmas carol but in bill murray style and you got to love that one it was pretty cool absolutely i'll, I'll go with that well and a christmas carol another one of those movies it, it's been it's been done what like Ten different times in different versions, and the Bill Murray one certainly one of the most iconic. I mean, Disney did a cartoon version of it. I mean, there's been several versions of a Christmas, uh, the, a Christmas Carol. So, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it, it's pretty cool. And when you mention Scrooge too, don't forget Mary Lou Retton plays Tiny Tim, and she does a double backflip at the end of the Mary movie. Lou Retton. Outstanding. <laughs> there's sports context. There it is. All right, Bill. So there it is. I know you want, you don't want to you know give our, our you want you like to deprive our listeners from from giving us your right. vote. But, day. I don't. I don't want. I don't want to take it away from anybody. <laughs> but that's. Why, a, why the day. But and I, also, and also, you got to get your vote in too, dude. I, okay. your vote? I, I, I think Brian Feldman just uh, swayed me. I'm going to go with Scrooge with Bill Murray, but I will get my vote in this week. It, definitely, I got my. I got my favorite instrument in last week. Don't forget about that. Even though, even though that I put the synthesizer on there, I don't think anybody really uh, cared too much about that. Hey, but TC, come on, yeah, that was quick, outstanding. Yeah. Real you quick, I synthesizer with the old school funk. Come on, man. I just wanted to interject one more Christmas movie. Don't forget, there's a great one called Miracle on 34th Street for all those Christmas nuts out there, and that is a really, really good movie about it a little is. girl that's told not to believe in Santa Claus, and the real Santa Claus kind of is in the movie, so it's pretty cool. Okay, I'll go. I'll go with that. Hey, you know, you know, you know, you know. 
Oh, our guy, our guy Sinbad was in. Wasn't he in a? a was in, it in Bad Santa? Santa Claus it was movies? one of those Santa Claus oh, movies. Yeah. Santa was. I think Sinbad was a bad Santa, wasn't Billy, he? Bill? Billy Bob Thornton was the bad Santa. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Okay, but 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 Sinbad was in a a a a Christmas movie, wasn't he, Bill? That's right. Wasn't that with uh, uh, Schwarzenegger? Yeah, there you go. What was that one called? Well, Look at this. That's the that one they're looking for the toy in that, and they're trying to find that toy in the store. Yeah, whatever, something like, like that. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there it is. All right. And, of course, Tim Allen did like four or five different versions of a Santa Claus movie. So, All right, Bill. So you're going to go old school, though. You're going to go old school sentimental, I can tell, right? Well, yeah. You know, when when I actually believed in Santa, what do you, what do you want me to do? Go, go like you? Go, go die hard or go some... Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure. Give me another option that's new. Jingle all the way. New. That's what Sinbad. How, my about, man. how about Elf? Jingle all the way. That's what Sinbad was in. Go ahead, Brian. I, was, I said, how about Elf? A great movie with Will Ferrell and James Caan. I mean, that's a hard one to pass up to. That's solid. That's strong. Yeah. Yeah. I hated that movie. Absolutely. <laughs> well, and, and again, if, if you want another one that's got kind of a nice start but has a little dark side in the middle of it, like TC seems to like, Gremlins. <laughs> Yeah, Gremlins. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about I that. How come nobody says Charlie Brown Christmas? I said Charlie Brown. I got, yeah, TC actually said that I one. I said yeah. that one. Pay attention over there. What do you, I don't know what you're yeah. doing over there at Central Park or what you're yeah. doing. All right, man. Hey, well, before we let you go, your Dons have been playing great, the USF Dons. But you guys got beat by a buzzer beater the other night at Cal. You go and you knock off Virginia, who was you know, number four in the country at the time. You go up to Nevada, and people in Vegas love you beating Reno. That's fantastic. And you don't lose to Cal. You can't lose to Cal. And then you beat Long Beach State by about 40-something a couple nights before that. What, how are you losing to Cal? It was, it was laid out in a perfect lot scenario where we missed three front ends of the one-on-one. Had a turnover, and then probably a guy who hasn't made a three for them all year threw a three and at the buzzer to beat us. So, um, you know, we, we left the entire game. It's just one of those games that happens. But our Dons are playing tonight, yes. and actually they're in Vegas. And you're not here. They're they're, no, play, they're no, playing no, Oregon. No, wait a I, I I take that back. They're in Oregon. They're yeah in and Oregon. They, yeah, there's there's no basketball here they, in Vegas tonight. I can tell you that, my friend. And and, and they're they're playing Oregon, so it's going to be um, it's going to be interesting. You know, uh, a, a a lot of teams are scrambling to get games right now, and it's it's really hard for them to to get games and. To organize games, they've already had uh, four games canceled this year, so uh, they don't really know who they're playing. So it's uh, uh, it's 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 a funky year. Our guys have done a great job. They've done a great job staying healthy. Um, so I'm just I'm just really proud of them and, and their uh, and their effort to uh, to want to play to play well. Uh, they they played some really good basketball, some of the best basketball we've seen in the last five years. So uh, this game in Oregon is going to be interesting tonight. The Dons are scheduled to play Grand Canyon in Vegas. I think uh, the, your boy Dan Marley uh, isn't coaching there anymore, though. 
No, he's not. Yeah, there he's you not. go. <laughs> All right, brother. Hey, great talking with you uh, as always. Uh, I know we'll, we'll we'll talk to you uh, next week. Uh, get ready for Christmas. So have a good one uh, with the family and everything, and uh, get 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 loosened up. Okay, get loosened up and start working with those dons on their free throws, man. Come on, your career seventy seven seventy eight percent free throw shooter. You gotta start working with those guys, man. Come on. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll start working with my man. If you start working on scheduling the game with the dons play in Vegas. We haven't played yet. Why haven't you set that game up yet? Well, listen, I set up the game. You remember, you guys were supposed to be in Vegas playing LSU and these other clowns here, but then uh, the thing got canceled. UNLV has shut down their program now because the head coach got COVID, so they've had their last two home games canceled. Now their uh, conference opener against Wyoming has been postponed. UNLV's not going to have a game for 30 days. So there, there's not any basketball that's going out here, my friend. Well, can you get maybe some kind of COVID criteria for those guys? Uh, I'm working on it. I've, I've got my doctor. Hey, I got our lovely doctor friend, <laughs> as you know, Dr. Christina Madison. She's going to be here in the house of the Cosmopolitan tomorrow. We're going to have her uh, work on that. And, and, again, she's a former rebel herself. Former rebel cheerleader turned doctor. She's outstanding. Well, well, I I just don't get that our team can have zero COVID cases as player coaches, <laughs> and you guys have your your coach. Hey, I, I'm I'm, I'm not I'm, responsible I'm, I'm, I'm for that. Responsible, you guys be. I, yeah, it's 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 not I'm me, man. Saying, That's I'm it. Saying you, you should be very upset right now. Hey, as Shaggy once said, it wasn't me. Did, okay, that's all I got to say. Did, did, did you see the story about what's going on with Houston basketball down there? Coach Sampson said him and all 15 players on the team have COVID. Yes, well, it's, uh, Texas. And this is where they want to have, have championship fights. They want to have the World yeah. Series there. Texas. Bring in the crowd. Yeah. Bring in the crowd. Everybody's got COVID. COVID for you. COVID for Cowboys you. fans. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. That's, that's your team, Bill. Cowboys fans. Let's let uh, fans in the stadium. Go ahead. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I, what, what can I tell you? I'm, I'm, I'm pulling for the team. Uh, look, I, I can't, I can't stop what people believe, which is, um, you know, not just, just not too smart. So I don't know. All right, I, 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 I can't call anything. All right, have a good one. We'll talk to you next week. Take care. All right, guys. Adios. There he is, the five-time NBA champ, Big Bill Cartwright, bringing it strong there. Can't wait till it starts raining out here again and when it starts raining threes at the Thomas MF. Don't you think that he should have waited for the Christmas movie until next week? Well, I mean, then he wouldn't have announced it till Christmas yeah, Day, basically, right after. Yeah, Maybe he could do the greatest. But uh, still. You know, you brought up a couple of things, too, when you bring up things like the Munsters and that. That started that make, got me started thinking, what's your favorite Christmas special episode of any particular TV show? Yeah, see, you know, every I have to really think about that. To, and, and that's when you have to. I like that. See, that's more. That's my I, wheelhouse. I think like Nick at night was showing some the other day, and I was seeing a. They, they had like a, a, a Munsters one, and then a Mash one, and then a, they they had all sorts of the Honeymooners, all yeah. sorts of uh, Flintstones, and it's, and I'm like, oh yeah, pretty much everyone's done Christmas specials. We all we all know about the WKRP Thanksgiving one, but Christmas <laughs> ones everybody's done. Okay. WKRP also did all a right. Christmas so one. So you come up with some uh, for next week? How's uh, that? Monday, pretty, Tuesday. Pretty crazy stuff. Yeah. Uh, good stuff. All right, we come back. Nick Bogdanovich is going to join us, the race and sportsbook director with William Hill. We'll start looking at these numbers. Current line right now, Raiders over the Chargers, favored by three and a half. That will kick off at 520 here tonight. Looking forward to being at that game, checking all that out at Allegiant Stadium tonight. And uh, which way are you going to go with that? We'll uh, tell you which way the money's going on that game and others. It is the T.C. Martin Show live on a thunderous Thursday from the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas. 
Back to more nonstop sports talk with the Dr. T.C. Martin. Thunderous Thursday it is here at the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas. Don't forget, come on out and join us tomorrow. We're right back here like we are each and every Friday. we got our best bet segment and a whole lot more. Give you our three best college plays, three best pro plays, a bevy of guests tomorrow. Looking forward to that. Get on over here to the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas and get involved in the mobile app, the William Hill mobile app as well, too. It is so easy to, to get just download it on your phone. Come over here to the Cosmopolitan or any of the other great William Hill sports books. Deposit at least $50 into a new account. Boom! They'll match it with another 50 Use the promo code TC50 and uh, you'll get some free money to play with. You can't beat it. It is the William Hill mobile app. So easy to use. Do it. Do it right away if you don't already have it. The William Hill mobile app. All right, TC Martin, Ballpark Frank with you. On this Thursday, looking forward to tonight's game between the Raiders and the Chargers. Nick Bogdanovich, the director of Race and Sports with William Hill, joins us now. Nick, what's going on, my man? Hey, just uh, working away, just waiting for this game to go. I know. So what do you think, Nick? We're looking at the board here, and I've seen three all week. Then today I see it jump up to three and a half. Uh, talking to my guys over here at the Cosmopolitan, they're saying we got nothing but Raiders money coming in. Really, not too much of a surprise, I guess, right? You know what? If anyone can figure this game out, they're a genius. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it, it, this thing's a mess. Um, obviously, the Raiders uh, are in a free fall right now. Fired their defensive coordinator, then announced they got four defensive starters out. The other side's got Mike Williams. Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler are all questionable game-time decisions, and those are their three best offensive players, and they've been eliminated pretty much from the playoffs. So if anyone – and it's a short week. So if anyone can figure this game out, good luck to them. Yeah, I totally agree with you. We were talking about this earlier. It's, just, it's a really a hard game to handicap, and I think a lot of the public are going with the Raiders thinking like, okay – backs against the wall they need to win this game but hey that's really been the case for them the, the, the past couple weeks and they haven't been able to get there in cover I don't know why tonight should be any different and, and like you said with the Chargers side how can you figure this team out I mean they played hard seven of their nine losses have come within one score but then again two weeks ago they got obliterated on their home field by the Patriots 45 to nothing but they did show up last week so I'm with you Nick I, I cannot figure this game out for the life of me yeah, no question. I mean, I think it's just one more reason there should be no Thursday night NFL. I mean, it's too short of a week. Uh, these players take a beating week in, week out, and then you get to week 15, you can barely walk anyway. And so many guys injured tonight for this game, they could really use till Sunday to mend. So uh, we like it when there's standalone football on Thursday, but I do feel bad for the players. It's a physical toll, to say the least. No doubt. When you look at the total of this game at 52, Conventional wisdom says, you know, the Raiders got no D, but their offense still pretty darn good. And we know what Justin Herbert can do as well, too. I know what you're saying, you know, with the injuries there. But uh, I would imagine that uh, a lot of people will be on the, on the over tonight. Yeah, we definitely need under. Uh, right now we're high on the Raiders uh, minus the points. We're high on the Chargers on the money line. And we're high on the over. So, uh, but good handle on the game. Very happy with the handle. And people are, you know, they're going to the windows to bet this game. They're definitely going to be tuning in. You mentioned the fact that this is a game that because it is a standalone Thursday game, there is pretty good two-way action. There's some money bet on it. 
Is it getting this kind of action simply because it is a Thursday? What kind of action would it get if it was in the midst of all the Sunday games? And how does your book, uh, how, how's everything looking this weekend with games on Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday this week for the NFL? And, of course, no, That's a good question. No, I, if this was the, one of the 105 games on Sunday, it would probably have about half the action. The standalone on Thursday, they, it just it just creates action. So, I mean, it's. It's an attractive matchup for the West Coast because the Chargers and the Raiders are a rivalry. Plenty of Raiders and Charger fans in town. Uh, so it would still be well bet. But when it's a standalone game like this, it does it does 200% more than it normally would. All right, Nick Bogdanovich joins us from uh, William Hill, Director of Race and Sports. Nick, let's uh, take a look at some of these other games in the NFL. We've got a couple Saturday games. We've got Buffalo and Denver. Buffalo, kind of the flavor of uh, the AFC right now, is six-and-a-half-point choice. And then the, uh, the Packers, who clearly look to be the cream of the crop over the NFC, especially after the way the Saints lost to the Eagles last week. And the Packers, an eight-and-a-half-point choice over a very struggling Carolina Panther team. Yeah, no, there'll be no shortage of six-point teasers between the Bills and the Packers on Saturday, that's for sure. Uh, strange to have NFL on Saturday, but, hey, it's going to be a busy day between all those college football games, including the uh, championship games, and then USC and college basketball. It's going to be a fun Saturday. Uh, very busy Saturday, but a fun one. Uh, the Bill game, we opened four and a half, went all the way up to six and a half, and then the Sharps took, in, took all the six and a half, so it's Pretty much the Bills a solid six. Uh, the other game, you know, it's all Packers. We're going to need Carolina, uh, and that's just the way it is. I mean, the Packers are in great shape now for the one seed, so they'll be triple focused, and we'll see if Carolina can go in and spring an upset. No doubt. All right. Let's uh, look at some of the other games on, on Sunday as well, too. They're garnishing some action. But I look at the board here, and I see that the Lions-Titans game is off right now. Is that because of the Matthew Stafford injury? I understand that uh, – we're, we're hearing that he left practice uh, today. Yeah, he's been off. It's down. I mean, he's such a, a big big difference between him and Daniel. Uh, but I don't think he's going to go. So I'm figuring that Detroit will be somewhere around 10 and a half. I mean, Tennessee will be 10 and a half or 11. Uh, but, yeah, we don't think Stafford will go. When do you think you put a lineup on this game or a line backup? Uh, if we don't get any more information after today, usually we get some pretty good in- injury information as of Friday. They're usually pretty tight-lipped till then, but I'd imagine sometime tomorrow it'll be up. So, Nick, is there a correlation when you have a game, especially an NFL game, uh, that is not on the board, that say if it's down for a day or two, that that really does kind of cost you some money for not having it up? Is it better to, to have a line, maybe you're not sure about the injuries, and it might not be as accurate, then you can adjust it by taking it down altogether? Is that hurt you guys it's not the worst thing in the world uh whenever you have a major injury that can be four or five points it's better to leave it down 90 percent of the actions bet on saturday and sunday of that week anyway so as long as you get it up sometime saturday morning you're fine the uh the action you do monday through friday in the in in the grand scheme of things is no 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 major deal I know that you guys are always looking at the parlay cards and those key games. What are what are some of the key games this week that you're looking at that uh, the books might need to go one way or another when it comes to the parlays this week to have a good weekend for the book? Yeah, the parlay card usually boils down to the key numbers, the threes and the sevens. If the game's seven and you got to make a decision six and a half or seven and a half, 
they're going to they're going to take the the number that's good. Uh, so that's just the way it is. Always has been. Uh, you got some pretty sharp guys who play the parlay cards, and 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 rightfully so. I mean, if the game's uh, Three and a half on the card and two and a half on the board. Certainly, you want to circle the th- plus three and a half on your parlay card. All right, Nick Bogdanovich uh, joins us, the director of racing sportsbook here at William Hill. We are live at the Cosmopolitan here on this Thursday. Nick uh, can hardly wait for the conference championship games here on Sunday. Let's just uh, go down the list here. Obviously, Notre Dame Clemson, I would think, is going to be a heavily bet game, both sides. Uh, I can see people wanting to take the Irish plus 10 and a half. But then again, you got the revenge factor with Clemson. And people may say, you know, uh, laying 10, 10 and a half could be a bargain because we know that Dabo Sweeney likes to run it up and Dabo Sweeney isn't going to lose to the same team twice in a season. Well, there's no chance. Uh, I mean, there's no doubt that if given the chance, Dabo will run it up. There's no question about that. Plus, he wants to make, you know, no shirt. You know, they want. He wants to let everyone know who still the boss is. Uh, Alabama is obviously a dollar forty, dollar fifty favorite to win the whole thing. Uh, Dabo knows that, so he'll he'll try to make a statement if they can. But it should be a heck of a game. We'll see what Notre Dame's made of. They're they got to go down to the South. Now they're getting Clemson at full strength. I think Notre Dame, if they don't get blown out, will get in the Final Four, even with a loss. So it uh, should be a heck of a game. goes at 1 o'clock, and there will be a ton of money bet on that game. So, Nick, talk about the action on this game. Are you seeing more Clemson or Notre Dame money as of now? Right now we're dead even to it. I looked at it earlier, just dead even to it. I have a feeling come uh, Saturday it will be one of those where we'll need Notre Dame to cover the spread, but but not win the game outright. So Clemson 1 through 9, I think, will be a pretty good result for the house. You know, usually at this time of year, when you're having the conference championship games and that, they stand on their own. But this year being so different, we have the Big Ten playing a conference championship game and then other games make up games. We say that in a lot of the other conferences too. Are the championship games getting the normal action they have, or is it being spread out a little bit more because there's so many choices for the betters that they normally don't have on this particular weekend? Well, the championship games will be uh, bet as heavily as they always will, uh, but it's nice to have the other games. So now instead of just four and five team parlays, it's eight, nine, and ten team parlays. So that's all good. It is a little weird to see. Uh, Notre Dame Clemson going off the same time as Mississippi LSU in a nothing game but right. <laughs> yeah it's all good more the merrier I'm glad they're playing them Ohio State Northwestern the Big Ten championship game a huge line here Ohio State 21 uh, there are some people that think Northwestern could get in this number get with, with inside it I should say because of uh, the way they play a lot of low scoring games we've seen that against uh, Wisconsin and others uh, the Illinois game last week. Uh, what are your thoughts about this game, and where's the money showing up? Well, we need Northwestern. The money's for Ohio State. Uh, I think we opened. I, I think we're op- we uh, open where we are, which is twenty twenty and a half. But the money's for Ohio State. Uh, you know, they're indoors on a fast surface, so the speed of Ohio State will you know huge advantage over Northwestern. But Fitzgerald's a great coach. Uh, he knows this team well. He'll he'll try to slow him up as much as he possibly can. He'll try to run the ball, shorten the game. But uh, I think the dog's live. I'd take 21, but uh, I, I just hope it's close. But Ohio State definitely, if they have a chance to get some style points, they will. 
Nick, I know we've been talking mainly about football. Football is king out here in Vegas, but you also have a lot of college basketball, the NBA about to tip off as well. How challenging has it been for you to keep up with the college basketball games, not only making lines, but just knowing what games are being in action? Yeah, college basketball is the hardest. I mean, to get information is almost impossible. And then, you know, when you get it, what are you going to do with it? A lot of these guys, I mean, they just – some teams have played seven games. Same, some teams have played one game. Yeah, you just don't know what the kids are worth. So, yeah, it's a challenge. We just take lower limits, move them fast. But so far it's been outstanding. The handle's great. Uh, and we're getting some solid action. I mean, had a lot of day games during the weekdays, which is enormous filler. So so usually when there's nothing going on, we got these college basketball games going off at 10, 11 in the morning. So it's really been fantastic. And, you know, we are in the middle of a pandemic, but it really has not affected uh, this, the sports books. I mean, the handle has been up in, in all the sports. You've talked about that before, and it, it really is a good thing. What do you attribute that to, Nick? Do you think it's just that, hey, sports are going on, uh, you know, people still want to bet? Uh, what do you think? 100%. I mean, it's a, it's a good distraction and yep. something to do. I mean, you can't travel, can't go to shows, can't go to concerts, uh, you know, just – the way it is so people are at home they're on their apps and you know you got that app in your hand and you just game after game after game in play second half first half uh yeah sports you listen in 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 february march it looked like it was going to be a bleak year for the books but knock on wood somehow it ended up being a, a pretty darn good book for the year uh pretty good year for the book all right my friend we will uh, talk to you later appreciate the time he is nick bogdanovich get the mobile app william hill easy to use get signed up use the promo code tc50 and uh, you deposit 50 dollars, get an additional 50 dollars into a new account nick we appreciate you man we'll talk to you later all right guys have a great week you too all right it's going to be a great week And a great day tomorrow at the Cosmopolitan. Of course, come on out and join us. Best bets and a whole lot more. Yeah, and and certainly the app and the in-game wagering game changers for this business. No question about it. All right. Brian Feldman, my man, thank you very much for stepping up today. Uh, Way to go, my man. Playing through the pain. We appreciate you like you, you just can't imagine, bro. Thank you very, very much, Brian. All right. Enjoyed myself, TC. Thanks. You got it, brother. All right. And check out Brian, his show, a few notches down the dial, Fox Sports LV, Sunday mornings, 8 to 9, out of line on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Have yourself a good one. If you miss any part of the show, go to the website. It's all up there for you at tcmartinshow.com. We'll see you tomorrow, Cosmopolitan, at 2.